Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here, and I am the owner of Building Fortunes Radio. For those people unfamiliar with my voice, my name, again, is Peter Mingles. I have been waiting for this radio show for a long time, and the reason why I say I've been waiting for this radio show for a long time is we have a great gentleman. His name is Scott Warren, who um, is going to be joining us in just a minute or two on this I'm fine here. radio show. Okay, yep, I see you there. And I, I really, I, I was going to say these things without you being here, Scott, because you're oh. running just right on time. But um, I've, I've always enjoyed Scott Warren's company from my background, coming from direct sales and then into the network marketing industry. I had the great fortune of becoming an executive director with the Distributor Rights Association and with Doris Wood over at the MLMIA and eventually with the Association of Network Marketing Professionals. And we've had Scott Warren on numerous phone calls and conference calls and at events and on panels, and I always found him to be just like really great guy, number one, a good family person as well. Then also just uh, really great at explaining some of the legal complexities associated with the network marketing profession and the legal profession in general. So we've always really enjoyed when Scott Warren had a chance to be on our radio show. And I received a phone call, I think it was from Stacy, saying that she was going to, she needed my address. And when an attorney's secretary asks you for your address, that's usually not a good thing. That's not a good thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you my address. Might as well just send it straight to the home because I'll answer the door and sign for whatever it is. And I said, well, this is going to be an interesting twist on the Scott Warren, Peter Mingle story, I'm sure. But she says, no, 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 it's all good. And she had mentioned that they were going to send me something. And I didn't anticipate that I would have what I now have in my hands, um, which I'm going to let Scott Warren tell us about, I hope, um, I hope. Um, as he's as he's getting ready to do this, but I was not anticipating that I would have what I have in my hands in my hands, and I'll let Scott Warren talk about that. But I, we love having Scott here. You can go to buildingfortunesradio.com, do a search by show name, and look under Scott Warren, and you'll be able to find the previous radio shows that we've done as well. And Scott, I just want to say thanks for being here on Building Fortunes Radio. Well, I'm happy to be here, but after that introduction, I hope I don't let everybody down. Yeah, no, <laughs> thank this is you. Good. And, I was almost late. You know, I was, um, uh, your secretary said she was going to send me something, but she didn't think it was going to get here. And yeah, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. I she felt kind of bad. She asked me if she should FedEx it. I said, no, just send it regular. And she said, well, he won't get it in time. And I said, in time for what? I said, I just want him to have it. So, so I go, I don't care if it gets there in time for Monday. So I think that's what she was – she was trying to market for me, I think, right, which I yeah. appreciate. <laughs> yep, she did a great job. Yes, yeah, she even she, – so what we're talking about is something in writing, and, and I did get it this afternoon, and I've been kind of perusing through it. Um, and then before this radio show, I really started digging into this, and I'll share with you. I, I'm very looking forward to 
reading the whole thing from cover to cover because there's some really interesting stuff here. So anyway, so why don't we, I know there's some people listening in, so what is Peter talking about? So I'll let you, since we didn't get a chance to rehearse anything that we're going to talk about on our radio show, yep. I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, like like Peter said, I'm Scott Warren. I've been doing this a long time, the last 25 years now, practicing in this area of law. And I get a lot of questions from people all the time saying, hey, what's this or what's that? And I hear regulators. I just read, in fact, yesterday something from a regulator saying that illegal pyramid schemes are a security and, and why and defining it. And I said, no, that's really not true. And the reason it's not true is because this regulator doesn't know the difference between an illegal pyramid scheme and a Ponzi scheme. And I was like, you know what, most of them don't. So, And people don't – and then I get the calls from people saying, you know, what did I get into? And, oh, no, they told me this was right, and they told me this was clear and legal. And, I, and so I had written a book in 1999 called Network Marketing and You, which was more – I mean, it was written from a layman's standpoint, but more legalese, defining what different, different laws said and defining how it worked and what the, what the little idiosyncrasies were. And I realized that that's really not – defining it for people. So I started out doing a second book this year, and when I started, that was my idea, was I was going to basically do an update to what I already had. And then I started writing about things and researching and looking into more, and I said, you know what, I'm going to make these little short stories about different scams and, and different schemes that have been out there. And so I came up with the name Schemes and Scams, which is the name of the book. And it's done really well. In fact, my publisher called me the other day and said that in the first three weeks that it's been out, it's sold more than most, most books on, that, are, that are on the market in, in the first month. So wow. I was pretty pleased with that. But it's really just a compilation of schemes. And people ask me, oh, are these all cases you've been involved in? I just gave a speech in, in, in uh, Nashville. Uh, like a month ago and and I had advanced copies and everybody was like oh are these all ones that you were involved in I said well the first one that's in the book happened in 300 BC so I would say the answer to that is pretty much no (laughs) I said you know that's it's it's basically but I what I set out to do in it is to show patterns to show that throughout time the same schemes have been coming up. They've just been adjusted slightly, and the dollar amounts have changed significantly. But the the basic premise of the book, I guess, is you got to know what you're looking for. Anybody at any time can be a victim, and the perpetrators can be from any walk of life and any socio socioeconomic standpoint and and level. And there's really no rules to follow. Except like when people say, I trusted that guy and he ripped me off. Well, that's not really the rule to look at. The rule to look at is what are they promising you when there's a – and and so the patterns emerge by reading their little short, you know, a few pages for each one about the different scams. I tried to find different scams throughout time that didn't flow exactly the same and had interest to them and a little bit of intrigue and things like that to make them interesting. But at the same time, all followed that same pattern that 
you know, if there's a promised return on investment or if it's too good to be true and all those things, that it really was. Um, so it kind of, I hope it flows. I tried to do it chronologically and it really started to become difficult because some of the scams in there lasted 10 years and overlapped with other ones. So I kind of did it from the day they started or close to chronologically. And I had fun doing it. It was it was actually a fun book to write because the the scams, I mean, the first person that read it from the publisher said, hey, I want to publish this, and this is really good because I read this and I got angry. And I said, why did you got get angry? He goes, because I thought about the times I've been scammed. And he goes, and what a sucker I was. And then I read this, and he goes, then I stopped, started not being angry because I thought, wow, all these other people got scammed too? And this is kind of the same pattern that went on the one I got scammed. And I go, okay, good. So I said, I hope you don't get scammed again because if you see that pattern, you stay away. So that's kind of how it worked. I mean, it's, it was fun. It's, it's doing very well. Um, getting very good feedback for it. So, I'm, so the, um, the name of the book is Schemes and Scams. How do people buy it? It's available. Well, it'll be on Amazon in a couple of weeks. They're having some delay right now in getting it out, but it's on my website at w-wlaw.com. And I set it up. I have you know with the whole with what, what's the word I'm looking for with the that's not good when you're talking about a book and you can't come up with a word. Um, the with the with the the cryptocurrency fad that's going on or emergence i i've set it up so that it i can be it can be sold through dollars or through a whole bunch of different cryptocurrencies so that's that's the way it was so it's set up there's a link on there to click and then people can pay with bitcoin ethereum um pro currency Litecoin or dollars. Oh wow! Which, cool. Which right, that seemed. Neat. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it, like I say, it was fun. It's it's doing very well. The um, the the publisher, you know, I was I was happy to get it published instead of having to do it myself, which was nice. It's a, it's an easy read because it's it's really a hundred and something pages of of little short stories that are that that. I hope flow pretty well. Yeah, the so. thing that I found was was really kind of cool. First of all, like you said, it's an easy read, um, and when you're going through it, you can almost pick, you can flip a couple of pages and say, "Huh, I want to read about that one." You know, like I just flipped "Collapse of Romania," you know, or "Ivory Times" or "Flying High." You can actually just kind of flip through a couple of things and kind of grab a couple of stories and read one or two pages. So if you have, you know, a few minutes free and you just wanted to kind of peruse through something and feel like, oh, shoot, now I'm going to be out of order. Or do I have to get my mind revved up to where I was before, like a chapter of a romance novel right, exactly, or something exactly. like that? It was just real simple to be able to read. And um, one of the things that I was picking up is, you, you know, there's all different types of things, and some of them from really – powerful people like really powerful people many of them politicians in the government across the country maybe even part of religious organizations as well so it's like wow it was like there's a lot of there's a lot of these types of things that have been out there so not yeah, and just that was my goal 
like I was saying, right. you know, it could be the the perpetrators are from every walk of life. So you don't want to say, hey, it's my pastor, so he couldn't possibly rip me off, or it's the it's the government, they wouldn't rip me off, or it could, or you know, you, there's not a. I I I find this a lot on the news. It, the analogy that I guess I'll use is. Whenever I hear of a a mass killing or a, something like that, and they say, "Oh, he didn't look like the guy that would do that," you know, there's not a look that does that. Just like there's not a typical person that does the scamming. It's it it could be anyone. And when people let down their guard and say, "Oh, because this is a this is my lawyer," even you know, "This is my doctor," "This is my 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 senator." They let down their guard, and that's how you get ripped off. Right. Yeah, just because they have the title or the title or the authority doesn't necessarily give them the ability to do the things that they said they're doing for you. Right. So I, I was kind of uh, – I was going through this, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know – put it this way. Because you went back in history, there was so many things inside here that I had never heard of before. And so I'm kind of fascinated by, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. So I have a lot of things to learn. Now, and it's I worldwide. Spent, yes. You know, it's, if I think, well, if, I, don't know if you've, I don't know if you've found the chapter yet. Called, I think I called it Death by Ants. Um, that one's fascinating to me. It's, it's just, I, I didn't mean, catch that one yet. It, it's, it's later on. It's like, it's probably two-thirds of the way through. Okay. And, it's. I mean, it's. It's fascinating. You know, some of these, you know, countries, entire countries have fallen because Correct. of these Ponzi schemes. So, and and I mean, there's one. You know, there's a there's a story in there about Ulysses S. Grant, and how basically on his deathbed, basic he he basically says that Ponzi, a Ponzi scheme is what killed him. So. Really. It's, yeah, it's, wow. It's, I mean. It's it's fascinating how much has changed, but not changed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, society's changed so much, but the 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 scamming and the ripping of people ripping people off hasn't changed since time. I think I started out in the book by saying, you know, it looks since there's been money, and I did this at the at the convention I was at. I asked people when was the first time that somebody tried to steal somebody else's money from them. And the answer to that question is the the first time there was money. Because and and before there was money, they were trying to steal whatever else they had, you know, barter or whatever. People just in general, there's always going to be somebody who wants to take away what you have. And right. you've got to be smart enough to protect it. And it was it was really nice that you didn't go necessarily through all the details of all the ones. Um, you gave us that thumbnail sketch, just enough to kind of say, okay, here's the essence of this one. So you don't need to know all the details, but here's the essence of this one. And you say, yep, I get it. Like I didn't know that, and I get it. So and again, I also towards the end of the, towards the end chapters, I tried to not put anything in that was not adjudicated yet. So things that, you know, there may be ones out there right now that fit all those patterns that are maybe bigger even or as big as any of them. But I left those out because if there hadn't been an adjudication, I didn't want to be casting aspersions on anybody that that hadn't been found to be guilty yet. 
Right. So great book. Again, Schemes and Scams. Scott Warren, if you go to w-wlaw.com, you can go and buy it there. And like you said, eventually it's going to be on Amazon. And that's so cool. And I'm glad that you're having success with this because, you know, let's face it, you're not an infomercial guy. You're not publishing this thing on TV. You're not spending your time doing book signing tours. You know what I mean? This is basically going out there because people are searching for it. The reason why it's a popular seller is because people are searching for schemes and scams as they're doing that. They look for some real credibility because there's a lot of them going out there. So in in reference to – I know you, you gave us a little bit of motivation of, of why you kind of restarted writing the book, but you must have spent some time on this, and I know you got some help from some staff. I know you gave oh, some yeah. uh, acknowledgments to Stacy and also to Patrick, but you're a busy guy to begin with. You've got a very busy family, you know, with your boys and your kids and, and everything else that's going on. You've got a busy practice. You're doing a lot of stuff, you know, all over the place. Why did you carve out the time to do this book? Well, I thought it was nece- I thought it was needed out there. Like I said, I get the questions from everybody saying, "Oh, did can you help me with this? Can you help?" And I say, "How could you not see that this was a here's a pattern. This is a scam." And and it got to the point where I had people questioning me about one company in particular, a group of people were starting to question me and saying, "Why should we believe you? They told us that everything is legit." And I go, yeah, they also told you to lie and commit tax fraud and do all this. How could you believe them? And they were so brainwashed, and I don't know if it's desperate at that point, you know, so desperate to, to get their money back that they would believe anything they were told. And, and I said, you know what, I've got to paint this. That's when I said, okay, giving them the laws is not convincing anybody. You, you've got to see visually, and I thought, how better to show them visually than to show them history and how for thousands of years, literally thousands of years, it's been going on, the same patterns, exactly the same patterns, just with different types of money or different, even now, different currency, the different types of currency, different products, different whatever. But the, the basic patterns are basically there's only two or three patterns that they follow. And... So when I I guess when I really decided to change the whole idea to a visualization, you know, short story kind of thing was when I really found the first scam that's listed in there. And I thought how fascinating, you know, this this ancient ancient scam of basically insurance fraud. And I thought and then you start reading it, and you say, "Wait, there's murder in it, and suicide." And and I thought, "Oh, these things could be fun." So I actually, as luck would have it, I have I have a, a beautiful, quiet house in 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 Utah that I flew out to, and I said I was going to stay there for a couple of days and watch a football game with my son. And I said, "You know what? I'm just going to stay here longer, and I'm going to sit out on the deck. It's 70 degrees and beautiful out." sit out on my back deck and write. So I took my tablet out there and just started going, and then I was hooked. I probably threw as many pages away as I kept because I saw duplicative things, like too many things. that. Then I thought, you know what, this gets boring. I want to keep it – I wanted to keep it flowing and and exciting with different stories that had some intrigue to them. 
Well, that so, and I think there's enough of that out there. Certainly, it's it's not all, you know, because everybody, if there wasn't some mystery or intrigue to it, people would see through it, and they wouldn't give the people their money. So, the the little bit extra that that pushes it over the top for people to trust somebody and give them their money or to, you know, go deeper and deeper in and and be hooked on this so that these people literally will show up at court to defend the people that that scammed them, which is is absolutely fascinating to me. So that was the thing. And so the quiet time that I had was just sitting on my deck, which was very relaxing, actually. So it was which I think, you know, if I was sitting, I tried to do it sitting in my office, or and there's just no time there. Our office is way too busy for that. Right, phone calls, people interrupting, yeah. all that type of stuff. You can never really get the concentrated time that you need. Oh, and just the, so, the new clients. I mean, I probably get five or ten new client calls every week, and I end up turning most of them down because I don't want to help people that I, that, that I don't feel comfortable with. But the... So that keeps me, you know, just being on the phone keeps me busy. Right, absolutely. So, you know, there's always um, different economic times and maybe different situations or circumstances, but I found in the, in, the, in the world that we're in, the whole MLM thing, that's, that's for me. You know, we're dealing with people that are home-based business entrepreneurs and stuff like that. I find that right now we're in a very, very, very dangerous place, and I'll just kind of explain what I mean. Um, usually there's, you know, like a, there's a fad. Uh, there was a jungle juice for this or technology for this and uh, something like that over there. And now recently the fad has been don't do anything, get a return on your investment, passive income, buy some cryptocurrency or another thing. So a lot of people are making money, quote, unquote, on, I, I use my abbreviation, you know, you know my, my air quotes, on paper or on whatever they see on their little computer when they go into their back office. And it's really moved towards the idea of, you know, so Bitcoin is growing like crazy, um, at least right now during the year 2017. Just hit a mile marker today. I think it was over 8,200. So invariably, that's the great story to be able to attach to. Uh, the government just basically allowed a futures trading market, a CME, so they can do futures trading with cryptocurrency, and that ad seems to add credibility. And, you know, this billionaire over here, this guy over here. So cryptocurrency seems to be the flavor of the day, and a lot of people are jumping in. They're buying whatever story is being sold to them, and they're all doing it passively. So people are saying, I'm making money, and I'm not working, meaning I'm making money, my money's working for me, and I didn't have to recruit anybody, I didn't have to sell anybody. It's kind of like, who wouldn't want something like that? You wake up and you made more money than you made the day before. And can you see that as a growing trend? Um, and I think, it's, I think it's a very dangerous trend because there's a balloon or a bubble that's going to pop pretty soon, just like all the other fads we've been through before. So I won't talk. I'll let you kind of jump into that oh, as well. I think, it's a, I think it's a scary trend too, and not so much – Bitcoin anymore it's the it's it's the altcoins that scare me because everybody has their own coin now most of them are not even traded on an exchange 
so that, that meaning that they're not even publicly traded so not like a stock on the market they're they're on their own internal exchange and they set the value themselves they manipulate the value themselves or they could it's it's really frightening versus a public exchange where at least the there's probably still manipulation there or there there, there could be there's certainly not a lot of regulation that part I think I actually like but the the um there there's so many of them popping up every day and every time a new one pops up you know it's not any different than than anything else in the world 9 out of 10 are going to fail and so everybody that puts all their money into it is 9 out of 10 of them are going to lose their money and that's what scares me is there's no there's no restriction on who can start a coin who can what value it has to have or where where it's valued and so yeah that that's a trend that really scares me and you know that market is going up by billions of dollars a day and it i mean there's you've got so many billion dollars worldwide being traded on this crypto marketplace and it used to be if you looked at it a year ago, a year and a half ago, that Bitcoin was 90% of the market, which then probably was safer because there was less coins with people putting money in. Now, the market has quadrupled in in dollar value, and Bitcoin's only like 65% of the market, So, which means that there's tens of billions of dollars in all these other coins that you know 90% of them are going to lose their money on and yeah that should be scary and so again it goes back to the same thing that in that I put in the book is you don't spend it you don't invest it in somebody unless you can afford to lose it otherwise odds are you're going to lose it yep the challenge with the cryptocurrency world from my perspective as well first of all Bitcoin is you know it's here to stay probably uh it became really a, a, a speculative thing where there people are writing the prices up and down all over the place and uh, not many people are actually buying something with bitcoin most of the people are jumping in so it's being fueled by a global market there's seven billion people out there lots of people are learning about it lots of people are reading the headlines so a lot of people are coming in for the uh increase in the price of bitcoin and right now quite honestly they could ride that for the next couple of years probably and be able to get that sucker up as high as you want to get it and then if it pops it pops or whatever it does it whatever it does here's my biggest challenge besides everybody jumping on top is in the home-based business arena people are developing the mindset because remember in a ponzi scheme and sometimes in a pyramid scheme but in a ponzi scheme Everybody always makes money until they don't. So everybody makes money. So here's what happens for two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, a year. People haven't had to go to work, and they haven't had to sell, and they haven't had to push a product, and they haven't had to do the things necessary to build a business. So their mindset is such where I have this passive income. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to work. And then 
now they're thinking they're making money by not working, which is that passive investment. And when those things fall apart, besides the money being gone, they're going to have a hard time going to work, and many of them never will because you'll never get back what you thought you lost or you'll always be forever chasing that next passive income stream. So you'll probably be even more susceptible to being scammed one more time. So yeah, because I you see, get desperate. Yes. The, 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 once you've lost, you feel that you've lost, and you, and what what I see from from most of them that I get calls from, and I get a lot of calls from people who've been scammed, individuals, and and I tell them, oh, I'm really sorry, but I, there's nothing I can do for you. You know, you, your money's gone, and and they're angry, and they're very angry at everybody except themselves. And there, there's not a lot of self-reflection, and then that sets into desperation. And so then they think, well, what else can I get into so that I can get that money back? And then they go and they get scammed again. So it's a, it's a pattern. And a growing trend that I'm seeing is – well, then what you have to do is, since you already know some of these things are going to go down, you have to diversify. So instead of being in one and losing everything, be in five or six or ten. So if one of them go down, you don't hurt as much. And so I'm like, you, oh, my and, gosh. And to take yeah. it one step further, they get also into the mindset that, you know what, I've got to get in quicker and with more so that I can be in early, so that I can get the money out. Well, all that ends up doing is hurting your reputation and hurting other people. Right. Absolutely. Okay, so I just want to refer people. We're going to come back to Scott Warren. He's done some radio shows for us before on Building Fortunes Radio. You can go to buildingfortunesradio.com, do a search by show name, look for Scott Warren. You'll see him there. Talk about all the interesting concepts that are going out there. And he wrote a book called Schemes and Scams. You can find it on his website if you go to w-wlaw.com, and then also it's going to be on Amazon somewhat soon. And you can buy a couple of books. You can actually use these for trading and, you know, when I say trading, training your people. So give these to some of your people because whether you realize it or not, and I, I, it, this, this is going to sound maybe like an innocent statement but a sincere statement as well, whether you realize it or not, even like some of your best people, the people you're not thinking about, they get sucked into these things. And educating your people so they don't get sucked into these things could be one of your best retention tools. So if you bought 10 of them or 15 of them and you pass them to your best people, kind of convince them to do the same thing, it's, yeah, you're selling more books for Scott, but the bottom line is you're really using this as an insurance policy against losing the people that you are trying to work with. Because whether you see it or you don't, a lot of people – are gone in this industry or they lose their money based on being challenged away or maybe, um, if you will, uh, uh, teased away by something that might sound like it's too good to be true. So if you're listening in, let me share with you, right? You've heard from every law enforcement person on the planet, everybody that's ever said, do you remember when your parents told you if it's too good to be true, it probably is? That's not the way it works in MLM. The way it works in MLM, the mindset for many is if it's too good to be true, you better get in. And <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is the way this works. 
you'll find people in mass. It's almost like you say money, money, money five times in a row, and they fall into some kind of zombie-type trance. And if you say big money, they'll lose their minds sometimes. And then not only will they lose their minds, but they'll lose their fortunes. So, um, Scott, anything else you want to add to this? Um, just to anybody that's on the call listening, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that'll be a good thing. And then we'll have you back. We'll talk about regular stuff as well. So for Perfect. those people listening, and yep, Scott, thanks for being here. Say, of course, oh, hello. Thanks for having me. Everybody, I appreciate including your family. Yeah, we Thank really, you. You we too. really appreciate being here. Catch you next time, everybody. Bye Thank for you. now. Bye. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.